0: So I'm sure you guys noticed the, the thumbnail is a little bit clickbaity. It's about the Mormon Church and the changes they made recently. Mormon Church changes LGBT policy, but those who left say it isn't enough. So the first time I noticed this, the first time I heard about it was on Twitter. And I basically, from what I understood, it was a good thing. Just at its face, it seemed like a good thing. Uh, I ended up looking into it a little bit further on Twitter and I saw lots of negative replies on there. Lots of unhappy people about what was happening and how it was working and how they didn't go far enough and, and all this other stuff. I guess the Human Rights Campaign? Human Rights? Yeah, I feel like it's Human Rights Campaign or something. It's a nonprofit organization. They tweeted it out, and that's what I saw. And people were super unhappy with them that they tweeted it out. Now, I, I actually have a lot to say about this. Just before we get into this, before we even talk about it, I just want to say something about this. So Chick-fil-A a while back had this whole anti-gay thing, right, where they were they, – the CEO said some really questionable stuff about – Homosexuality and everyone was super unhappy well it's a Christian organization I mean they're not even open on Sundays well when that happened, I decided to start boycotting uh chick-fil-A because of their because of what the the CEO said well over time the company came out and apologized said they were sorry they didn't agree with this guy's statements, they may have even fired the guy, I don't even remember what happened with it now, but anyways, full reversal, they came back around and said they were sorry for everything, that's the main point of it, and I don't know if you guys know who Dan Savage is, I don't listen to him, Uh, I don't really watch his stuff, but I know a lot of people who do, and they like him a lot, and I respect him a lot, he just doesn't really get into my type of content, he's a famous gay radio host, I think, or maybe just a famous gay podcaster, He said about the Chick-fil-A issue, even though they're a Christian organization, even though they said all this messed up stuff, we need to end the boycott if they do a reversal because that's positive feedback. That's positive reinforcement. Um, If they do something really messed up and then they come out and say, we're sorry, we know that's messed up. We shouldn't have done that. We need to show them that we recognize that their change was positive and and positively reinforce, uh, you know, what they said. So before I read this, before I read this article about what happened with the Mormon Church, I've got that in the back of my mind. They probably didn't go far enough, but this is better than nothing, is my guess. So let's just, before we get into it, let's just read and see what it says, and then I'll I'll make some decisions about it. So it says, the news Thursday that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, oh my god, that's a long name, why can't they just go by something short like Mormons, will now allow children of same-sex couples to be baptized, led to Uh, a robust discussion on our site among church members long known as Mormons and those who grew up in the church but have since left. Some inside the church praised the decision which reversed a former policy and the ability of its leaders to evolve their thinking on social issues but dozens more readers who were raised in the church but had left it over its positions on LGBT issues said the announcement wasn't enough to bring them back. Some said it felt like the change was little more than a publicity effort aimed at finding new paying members. Here's a selection of their responses, which have been lightly edited for clarity. Positive step forward. Uh, Just taking a quick glance down through here. Um, Okay. As a member of the, okay, I'm not even going to read the name. As a member of the Mormons, God, I support this change and I'm happy to hear of it. I know many people struggled with the prior policy, and although I think it came from a desire to avoid placing young young children in conflict with their parents on doctrinal matters, this is probably a better, more flexible way forward. I'm thankful to be led by a prophet who strives to understand and implement the will of God. Changes may come in practices and policies, but I'm confident in the leadership of the church. Not enough to bring us back to the church— The November 2015 policy was the catalyst for many Mormons, including myself, to examine church policies and history closely, and eventually to step away from Mormonism uh, permanently with my family. While I celebrate this change and welcome any steps the Mormon church may take to ease its rigid stance on LGBT relationships and the role of women in the church's leadership, the former policy was a wake-up call to progressive Mormons. And for many of us a path to church and dogma-free existence that better reflects our values of love acceptance and equality that's a statement by kenley butler monterey california the reversal feels calculated is another person so they're just kind of giving other people's takes on it um i understand that it can feel calculated in fact It probably is calculated. I would not put it past them to say that it is calculated. Yes, they calculated this. They recognized that it's not beneficial to the church to have this stance. And as a result, they're doing something that they think will be beneficial to the church and opening this up. That's that's calculated. Um, I'm really okay with that. As long as they're moving in the right direction, that's fine. Uh, I, I, like I said, I'd like to see it further. I'd like to see more progress made, but we have to show them positive reinforcement and at least say good job on moving in the right direction. I want to see it move further. I want to see the stigma dropped against LGBT people. That's really my goal. I want to see the stigma dropped against them and having churches throughout the US disallow LGBT people from getting baptized or participating in one way or another is propping that stigma up and not letting it fall so the fact that they're doing this is is actually a good thing even if it's not far enough I'm still gonna say good job March 26th, 1997, Rancho Santa Fe, California. The Heaven's Gate group uh, committed mass suicide. The police received an anonymous tip from somebody saying that this group had committed suicide. They show up and they find 39 bodies covered in purple shrouds. The leader's name was Marshall Applewhite. He went by Doe. He would look you in the eyes and tell you that the earth was about to be recycled for an hour without blinking. Why is it that this group is considered a cult? It's the quintessential cult. But Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or any other group that's extreme, is not considered a cult. Why is it that people look at these groups, Jehovah's Witnesses, and say they're just these happy, cheery people? What is different about this group that doesn't apply to Jehovah's Witnesses? And on top of that, what do cults do? What makes something a cult? How do they form? Why don't people just leave them? How can we recognize extremism in our own lives? Those are the questions I'm hoping to answer. So for those of you who watch my channel, you may know that I talk a lot about the BITE model. The BITE model is something we use to determine if something is a cult or not. So BITE is an acronym. It stands for behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotion control. They're the different ways that cults use to keep people under control, and to modify their behavior. The goal behind the bite model, the the goal behind cult's control is behavior modification. So they'll set up a system of rewards and punishments to try to modify people's behavior. I'm sure a lot of you guys know of Pavlov. He's a famous psychologist and one of his more famous experiments was with a dog. Uh, it's famously known as Pavlov's dog. He would ring a bell and feed the dog. The next day, ring a bell, feed the dog. Next day, ring a bell, feed the dog. One day, he rang the bell and didn't feed the dog, but he noticed the dog salivating. He was expecting food. It was this positive feedback loop. The dog was expecting a result that was completely unlinked with this action. What does ringing a bell actually have to do with eating food? Nothing. That is exactly what cults are doing when they're modifying behavior. They have this system of rewards and punishment set up just like that in an attempt to modify people's behavior just like that. So with cults, you'll find a lot of the cult members are clones of each other. They're modifying people's behavior to produce similar personality traits. So what are some of the ways they use to produce these similar personality traits in people? They have the system of rewards and punishments. They have thought-stopping techniques. I remember a while back on my channel, I talked about something fondly known as the bunker videos among apostate Jehovah's Witness circles. Um, It depicted some Jehovah's Witnesses in a bunker. Actually, it was a basement. And they're all sitting around in a circle telling stories about how they remained loyal to Jehovah. Now, I'm just going to ignore the loaded language here for, for the moment. How did they uh, remain loyal to Jehovah? There was this one girl telling this story about how she was having negative thoughts. Didn't really specify what those, what those negative thoughts were. She just said they were negative thoughts, right? And she's talking about how she gets past those thoughts. How does she deal with those? Now, remember, these videos are designed for Jehovah's Witnesses to learn from. This is, how they're, this is how they're expected to handle certain situations. So, how did they handle it? The girl was explaining that she picked out a Bible verse and linked it to that thought. And every time this negative thought appeared in her mind she replaced it with that Bible verse. That's a thought-stopping technique. Another one is emotion-stopping techniques. When I was little, I was afraid of the dark, as a lot of children are. And I told my mother I felt like there were monsters in my bedroom. And I'm paraphrasing here, but she said to me, oh yeah, there are, there are monsters in there. Actually, they're demons. But if you say Jehovah's name over and over again, you'll be protected. Because demons shudder at the sound of God's name. That's an emotion-stopping technique. That's a fear-stopping technique. Another point on the bite model is love bombing. I was just talking to Kylie, my daughter, about this the other day, about love bombing. I said to her... Have you ever noticed when you go to the Kingdom Hall, you walk in the door, and everybody's so happy to see you? They say, Kylie, how are you? I can't believe you're here. Do you want to come over and have dinner with us tonight? It's like their voices raise up an octave every time they talk to somebody new. They, it's love bombing. Something else to think about. A lot of you guys, I bet, who were in extremist religions, you may relate to this one. Did you guys ever deal with a situation where the, the, the group you were in wanted you to befriend people specifically to bring them into the group? That's love bombing. That is offering friendship in exchange for coming to these groups become extreme. I mean, groups almost never start out extreme. There's a gradient. If members realized what was happening, they would leave. A couple of years ago, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos, and some of the channels I was watching started to get a little bit extreme in the political direction. I didn't see it happening at first. It it was very, very gradual. And Kylie's mom, my, my daughter's mother, she was watching uh, videos that were very similar, but it was different YouTubers. So we were getting almost radicalized at different speeds. So one night I'm sitting there talking to her and she's telling me about these very questionable ideas and I recognized them as questionable. I said, this is a little bit startling. This is a little bit disturbing what she's saying. Shortly after, like within a day, I was watching my own YouTubers and they started saying the same thing. That's what it took for me to break out of that gradient. That's what it took for me to recognize, to see that gap. That's what it took for me to see the gap and realize that I was gradually getting more and more extreme. But how do we break out of that gradient if there isn't another person there to point it out, who we trust? How do we do that? I was lucky enough to have somebody there to help me break out of it. And I was lucky enough that that person trusted me to the extent that they didn't label me as some lefty nutcase, because I did that to plenty of people as I was getting more and more radicalized. There are a few ways that we can use to recognize extremism, to recognize the gradient in our own lives. So the first one is black versus white, us versus them, good versus evil thinking. We need to keep a lookout for that kind of thing. Here's an example. Jehovah's Witnesses harp on how evil the world is all the time. You can't hang out with worldly people. You can't go to dinner with coworkers after work. You can't go to kids' houses after after school. When I was younger, I I remember getting on my bicycle because uh, Pokemon was actually okay in my church, surprisingly. It was okay to watch that uh, and to play the game. But it, it ended 30 minutes before I got out of school every day. So what I did was I had a friend from school. I knew him from school. He would record it on VHS. That's how old I am. He would record it on VHS every day. And when he got home from school, he'd watch it. So I would take my bicycle over to his house after school. And we'd watch it together. Well, one day my parents followed me to his house and saw that I was hanging out with a worldly kid and took my bike away after that. That's a big deal in Jehovah's Witnesses, not being a part of the world. That's black and white, us versus them, good versus evil thinking. Here's another example. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Promise a man somebody else's fish for a lifetime, you create a Democrat. That is black and white, us versus them, good versus evil thinking. You're categorizing somebody as evil. You're strawmanning this position. And here's another one. What would it take for me to vote Republican? Lobotomy? Loss of memory, loss of soul, all of the above, and not even that. As funny as it is, that's black and white thinking. Can you really not think of a circumstance in which you would vote Republican? I can think of a few circumstances in which I would. Now, I identify as liberal. I voted for Bernie Sanders, and then I voted for Hillary Clinton. But I can conceive of a situation in which I would vote Republican. Here's the next point. Rejection of rational analysis, critical thinking, and doubt. If God revealed himself, we wouldn't need faith. That's an example. Now, we all kind of recognize that as the quintessential example of this, of rejection of rational analysis, critical thinking, and doubt. But think about different Parts of your life. I mean, think about the gradient. Think about more toned back versions of this. And see if you recognize yourself putting this into practice. Or anybody you know putting it into practice. Irrational fears and phobias. If the Democrats take over, they'll take all our guns. If we get universal health care, they'll have death panels. Are those... Rational fears, or or is that hyperbole? Are those irrational fears and phobias? Here's another one. Loaded language and cliches. Communism, socialism. Is there any circumstance in which you think that socialist programs might work? Now, I know communism's been set up and enacted in various parts of the world, and it's failed. We, we can see that. We can recognize that. Even socialism has been set up in various parts of the world, and it's failed. But we can identify the parts of those uh, systems that made it fail and fix it and eliminate it. We can take the best parts of capitalism, the best parts of socialism, and mix them together. We shouldn't be afraid To look at something like that. If we're having a visceral reaction to a term, we should examine that and figure out why. And if socialism really is bad, all of socialism, every aspect of socialism, if it's all bad, we should get rid of Social Security, for example. That's a socialist program that's in the U.S. right now. So let me give you a few examples of reasons why Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays. Then we'll talk about the reasons why they don't celebrate Christmas. These are, think about, when I'm going through these, think about why these are extreme. Why we don't practice these ourselves. Somebody loses a head in the only biblical references to birthday celebrations. Early Christians don't celebrate birthdays, and birthday celebrations have pagan roots. Reasons why they don't celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Jesus' death, not his birth. No proof Jesus was born on December 25th. And it's rooted in pagan rituals. Gift-giving, feasting, and partying is Saturnalia. Christmas lights are European celebration of winter solstice. Mistletoe and holly is druids. And Christmas tree is pagan Europeans. People commonly go extreme in the other direction when they first leave an extremist ideology. Throwing off the extremist mindset is easier said than done. When I left religion, I re-examined every aspect of everything I believed to see if it was true or reasonable. I examined my hatred for evolution. I examined my feelings on homosexuality. Everything. It's important that we don't fall into a false sense of comfortability with our current beliefs and feelings. We should consistently re-examine our thinking because extremism comes in gradients. If it was obvious, nobody would be an extremist. Potato, did we happen to have any questions that we could cover?
1: Yeah, we got a few questions. Okay, sweet. Uh, Emily asks, do you see the Westboro Baptist Church as a religion or cult or simply just a hate group disguised uh, with the word cult or religion?
0: The Westboro Baptist Church is most definitely a cult. They're definitely a cult, no question. I- I've actually covered them before. Let me pull this up. Huh? I had it in my history, but the Byte model was not pulling up automatically. I guess I'm on a different browser, but... <laughs> I know the URL by heart by now. I just typed the thing in. Anyway, uh, yeah, the the Westboro Baptist Church is definitely a cult. They're extremely controlling in lots of different ways. They are as much of a cult as Jonestown was, um, and even Heaven's Gate. I, they Their beliefs aren't as out there, and obviously they don't commit suicide or anything, but they are just as extreme in their own ways they generate and use propaganda extensively that's a really big one they forbid you from speaking with ex-members and critics they discourage access to non-cult sources of information uh let's see they require you to report thoughts feelings and activities to superiors and there there are a lot of points on this thing that they meet so yeah they're definitely a cult
1: pj asked uh should public schools teach about religion?
0: Should public schools teach about religion? That's a deep question. Uh Honestly, I think that's the thin end of the what what is it? The thin edge of the wedge is that the term. Uh I I don't think so. I think if I maybe the history of humanity and if that includes the history of religions that they've been involved in, fine. Teach that too in history class, but the Bible's not a literary text to be seriously considered or examined in my eyes, I'm sorry. Um, Just like I wouldn't take Heaven's Gates books that Doe wrote and seriously examine those for their literary value. Uh, It was a madman just rambling like madmen do honestly, and that's how I kind of see the Bible, but uh, no, I, I don't think so. Keep religion in church and out of school. If you want to teach the history of it in a, like a single class out of the 12 years that you go to school, then sure, I guess so. That's just my opinion on it. Do you have another question?
1: Yeah, sure. We got a couple more. Okay. Uh, Mana asked, did you see Captain Marvel and did you get whole thoughts?
0: Did I see Captain Marvel? Um, No, I didn't, but there's a new one coming out. I feel like it's like The Avengers or something, and it's supposed to premiere on the night before Faithless Forum happens, so all of the speakers are going to it. It's going to be awesome. Possibly, yeah, I I can't say much more than that. There are going to be some pretty cool people there. We'll just say that much. The Avengers Endgame, that's what it is, yeah. Me... Um, I think Cosmic Skeptic, I think Genetically Modified Skeptic, Holy Kool-Aid, some others. It's going to be awesome, but the theater is totally packed. Like, I don't think there are even any more seats left for that night, so it's going to be great. You got one more?
1: Sure. Uh, PJ also asked, should polygamy be legalized in America?
0: Sure, yeah, totally. It's not for me, but... I I don't see why it should be illegal. Uh, It's kind of funny because this is kind of a little bit of a Mormon issue, but at the same time, the Mormon church tries so hard to distance themselves from polygamy. I guess it's like an Orthodox Mormon thing or like a a Mormon branch thing. Like, FLDS uh, is pretty big on that. Like, there are a lot of really niche Mormon branches. Uh, But anyway, yeah, totally. why would anybody, you know, honestly, I don't see why the state needs to be involved in my relationship anyways. Why do I have to sign a legal contract saying I'm going to be with this person? That kind of bothers me a little bit. I guess it's for like tax purposes and insurance and stuff. And if that's why I'm getting married to somebody, then fine. I'll get married tomorrow if it's for that. I don't even care. It means nothing to me. What means something to me is the relationship. It's the it's the commitment that we've had to each other for however long it happens to be. That's the important bit. So if, if some people want to get married and they want to, if they want to have like a three-person marriage or a 10-person marriage or whatever, who cares? It's just, does not matter to me one bit. Okay, we can take some guests now. It looks like the first person on the list is, Minastro. are you there?
2: Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? It's it's going pretty good. I thought I was last on the list, but this is okay.
0: Looks like you're first on the list. So yeah, it's cause I think you're,
2: oh, whoopee.
0: Yeah, cause you're on the patron server, I think. So that means that you get kicked to the top of the list. So welcome.
2: Yeah, because I give $1 a month towards your friggin... That's all you gotta
0: do. Actually, you can give $1 a month towards your friggin, as you said. Or, alternatively, you can give $12 on the fan server, and it'll just count forever. Something that... That's kind of new information I haven't really told anybody, but there you go. Now it's out there. So, uh...
2: You leaked it.
0: Yeah, I leaked it. I know. I screwed up. So... We actually talk reasonably often, don't we? I mean, pretty often, I guess.
2: I mean, yeah. Except when you don't respond to my DMs, but for the most part, yeah.
0: Usually I see them. Let's see. Let me just take a quick look-see. I'll take a gander in there and see what we got going on. Uh, Where is it? There it is. Last thing I see. Hey, you better be feeling nifty. (laughs) And then a really creepy picture of a person staring in a window. And then there's a bunny rabbit says you're awesome and then above that hey you look good don't fucking forget that and then two people hugging and then there's a picture of my cat how'd you get a picture of my cat no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding here let me post a picture of my cat it's pretty cute
2: oh so everybody else has a picture of your cat yeah something special
0: (laughs) whose hand is that tell me whose hand that is no (laughs) anyway so, what religion are you? Are you still religious, or what's the deal with that?
2: Uh, That's a little complicated. Mm, interesting. Into, Tell I'm me about it. Ex-Christian. I'm ex-Christian. Okay. I've been looking into, like, Buddhism.
0: Do you... Okay. Do you think that there's a god?
2: I don't know. You don't know? I know clue it's it's a little bit awkward my beliefs on things because it's like going back and forth with stuff yeah you know yeah so it's like because i'm trying to kind of like i'm also trying to fight like my hatred of like religion and stuff and trying to actually openly think about things Mm. while also not getting sucked into things
0: your hatred for religion you say in what way
2: i mean i i get pretty angry and close-minded about stuff just because like you know like my dad's a pastor Mm. and like yeah
0: so i can imagine that it's probably not super easy um trying to explore that side of yourself and and your feelings on it and also having a pastor for a father what i mean has it been an issue or has he been pretty chill what's the deal with it
2: i mean it's mostly just like because he kind of thinks that he's an expert on all religions Mm. it's kind of mostly just like unless if you're like christian or atheist you might want to wait until you're 18. Okay, Since that's like close by,
0: but he's so, pretty chill about yeah. it. you typically or
2: uh, yeah, typically, we don't tend to talk about it a lot because it can cause like some heated discussions, mm. but when we do, it's pretty good. We don't usually talk about like things like faith stuff though we usually talk about things like theology mm. and like what's actually written in the Bible versus like what's actually like what everybody's saying
0: right that makes sense i i've actually noticed a lot of errors and stuff like that uh have you ever been have you ever read the skeptics annotated bible before no oh really okay um all right well there's this website called bibviz.com b-i-b-v-i-z and it is like designed to i I guess it breaks down the skeptics annotated bible and it, it You should definitely get a copy of that thing, but it's got, like, basically notes in the side of everywhere where the Bible contradicts itself and stuff. It's super interesting. like
2: Yeah, I've been meaning to actually kind of... I haven't read the Bible since I was, like, seven, mm. so I've been meaning to go through it myself Mm. and find, like, my own contradictions.
0: You know what I did was I got... um, I got a copy of it on audiobook. Like, they have, like, a really high-quality reading of it on Audible, I think. And it's really easy to take in that way because you can just do it when you're driving or or whatever, you know, or working. Super convenient. But I, I don't know. I found a couple of weird little things in there just on my own, like Noah's Ark... Uh, for example, like Noah and his family get on the ark and then they do their whole swimmy thing or whatever, and then they get off the ark, right? And so everything is dead now. There's not a single living thing on the the earth except for what was in the ark. And then they go and talk to the Egyptians after getting off the ark. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. What? (laughs) There are Egyptians? Where did they come from? I thought that everything was dead. That's kind of strange. So you find that kind of occasional thing where like, a, a few chapters later, it's just not making any sense anymore. Like all of a sudden the story has completely changed from what it was a minute ago. And and it's like, what, what just happened? So a lot of people get around that by saying, the most recent thing you find is the most accurate. So I don't know, it's just really yeah. weird.
2: Or that they are, like, missing pages
0: yeah. they haven't found yet. I guess, but it, like, the beginning of Genesis outlines in vivid detail timelines. It has vivid timelines, like, completely filled out. Explains everything that happened from here to there. It's like, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, and then a year passed, and then the ark opened, and blah, blah, blah. Um, So, I don't know. Who knows? You know, you're going to have to read (laughs) it for yourself and kind of find the weird little quirks with it but they're there i mean the quirks are there you know
2: yeah it's also assuming that the regular christian actually reads the bible
0: Mm, which Which, i don't don't usually assume
2: (laughs) no but like for some reason like i I was like talking with my dad and he was just like yeah a lot of them actually read the bible i was just like no way
0: really that's
2: yeah i've no clue what he was talking about, but i I don't believe him for a second,
0: yeah um when I was Jehovah's witness, they had like this they had these bookmarks this may have been a congregation thing, I don't know, but they had all these bookmarks where it had a schedule to read the Bible in a year like if you read this many chapters per day then whatever uh and so they were encouraging it when I was a jehovah's <laughs> witness, but I don't think I actually did end up getting through the book all the way cover to cover. Um, I i mean, I've read the various books. I've read all of them at some point, but I don't think I've read it start to finish before, you know?
2: I know a lot of um, people who have read, like, The Story, which is the novel version of the Bible.
0: There's a novel version?
2: Yeah. Oh. I actually got a free copy. Huh. Because they were giving them out at my dad's church.
0: Oh my god! I had no <sighs> idea this existed. That's so
2: funny. Yeah, they also have a young adults version, and I think they have a kids version. That they even is have, amazing. Like, a timeline in it. Okay, yeah.
0: I need to find this and read it. I think it's called. You know, right now I'm just advertising for people. I'll find it later. That sounds really interesting, though. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And actually, I'll, you know, I'm probably going to end up talking to you in the voice chat at some point. Was there anything you wanted to touch Perfect. on before I move on?
2: Not really, except that I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day. And remember that you're an amazing person. Aww. And to love yourself.
0: Full of it. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I will keep that in mind. All right. I'll talk to you or next you time. Better.
2: Okay. All right.
0: All right. Later. Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of those messages. kind of strange. Okay, so the next person on the list was actually the sax chef, Gabe Lincoln. Give me a minute to find it, because you remember, I'm bad with letters, and I know it's in the T's, and I know the T's are near the end of the alphabet. There it is. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. How's it going?
3: Uh, Pretty good. Also, uh, you had a pretty good... Speech by the way. Oh,
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, I was yeah. worried about how
3: it was going to um, come out, but. like, I mean, like, there's a bit of like too much pauses here and there. Oh yeah,
0: too many pauses. I, I assume
3: you're working on that.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I can actually speed it up. I mean, I don't have to put the pauses in, but um, I do put the pauses in when I'm talking in front of an audience, not on the podcast, but in real life. I was doing it in real life voice, so. I'll Carol give it wants a gun,
3: me to yeah. bring up a, uh, uh, Chris Shanigan.
0: Wants you to bring up what? Uh, Chris Chan. Oh, Chris Christian. Chan, Chris Chan. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. All right. So tell me about this Chris Chan person because I know a little bit,
3: but not very much. All right. So what happened? Like I'm not super familiar with it either, but I remember uh, one time me and Kara, we uh, we hopped in a watch together call and we were just watching a bunch of videos poking fun at him.
0: Yeah. And
3: and it's it was like it was this dude. Um, this autistic dude, and uh, he. Was drawing like these fan comics of his, you know, like, like little, you know, stuff you'd assume like a little kid to do, right? Right. Which I mean, like, you can't blame him too much for, but um, it. But then people found it, and then they started messing with him, and you know that led to all sorts of weird antics, you know, like really messed up stuff. But then at some point, he's I like I don't know when this happened because I hadn't been following it that closely, but it got to a point where uh, he like became he said he started saying it was trans okay uh, calling himself uh christine and he also um he also like start he came up with like this whole backstory or like religion or something and he started saying it was like a cult leader
0: okay interesting i'm actually on um like
3: i mean i don't think anyone actually follows it but
0: Right. Uh, I'm on Encyclopedia Dramatica, apparently, .rs, yeah. and it's on there, I guess. Lots of weird pictures on here. Lots of creepy oh, pictures. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know anything
3: about it. Uh, how did you hear about it? Um, I remember I was just what, like on YouTube, and, and then I saw a video by some dude named Frederick Knutsen and uh, he did a video on him. Okay. Like That's somewhat outdated at this point because there's been some new stuff.
0: I'm going to have to, uh, like, look into this. Pretty strange. But yeah. Anyway, definitely. yeah, you and I have never talked before, have we? No, we have not. So tell me what religion you were originally. Are you still religious or no?
3: Um, Nah. Uh, like, I, I don't know if I can really count this, but I remember, like, in, like, kindergarten, yeah. I was sort of religious, but it was, all, it was mainly because, like, I thought that was it. And then I realized, oh, wait, that's not really a thing.
0: <laughs> right? Okay. So your parents so, uh, were
3: like yeah. super crazy about it then I guess? Nah, um you have like on like my mom's side they're like like they're, you know, Christian, but like they're not, you know, super heavy. Yeah, they're not crazy. And then either. on my dad's side they're like all atheists.
0: Oh really? That's interesting.
3: Yeah, and like you know, they're like sorta of opposites, but you know, they're Right. You know, they get along pretty well.
0: Did it's you ever good. like did you go to church or anything when you were younger?
3: Um, no. I had people, like, near me who did, but right. I never did.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I went to church, like, multiple times a week, like, three times a week, and it just totally sucked. It's kind of yeah, mind-blowing were, to me to think... You're like, also a Jehovah's Witness, That's so. true. I was. It's weird to, like, imagine not going to church as a kid.
3: Like, on Sunday morning, what do you do? No, yeah, I, I mean, it was essentially just another Saturday for me, except right. that I had to look forward to school the next day god i'm jealous
0: that sounds so awesome i mean my yeah. kylie doesn't go to school so there's that i'm, I'm sorry she I mean, doesn't I, go to church so there's that
3: but. yeah um but i do remember like i'd have friends who did go to church and i was like uh, and like when i was little and yeah. you know pretty much playing with my friends is all i did um i was like uh, oh well what am i gonna do So, you know, right, did
0: they ever ask you like what church you go to or any of that?
3: No, I don't remember. I don't remember them doing that.
0: Do you remember like saying the Pledge of Allegiance and 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 saying the part, uh, one nation under God? Do you remember that? that Yeah, what did you think of that
3: at the time? Did you think about it at all? I never really thought of it. No, I remember like recently, like, um. Uh, on another one of your podcasts, I brought up when you and some other kid were talking about the under God part, and I brought up that it was uh, to conflict with the Soviets as much as possible. Yeah. 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 But I, didn't until- okay. yeah. yeah I, I didn't learn that until.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I didn't learn that till very recently. Yeah. Um- <laughs>
0: Yep, there was a lot Man, of stuff I... that changed back then to kind of stick in the yeah. craw
3: of the Soviets. Yeah, yeah, we just really didn't like the commies.
0: Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> crazy looking back. Like, it was just, I mean, I'm not a communist by any sense of the imagination. I'm definitely. Oh, no, yeah, Sam. I'm a capitalist, and i I want to see some socialist programs implemented, but. There yeah. was like legit propaganda from the U.S. about it. It was crazy. Oh yeah,
3: and there was some on their side too. So oh yeah, like yeah, it was all like, over the it, place. Like air, um, like books and movies like about about and from that era are, are always so interesting. Yeah, it's like it's just so I don't know.
0: Yeah, you it's can like, you can see like the, world the attitude of yeah. like everybody, and it's just really it's bizarre. Yeah, Yeah. even comic books from that time had this super political spin to them, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, stuff's always kind of influenced by the politics of its time, but everything was influenced by that heavily.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I hesitate to talk about this, but then again, it's like, whatever, you know? I was just thinking, like, back in World War II, there was, like, stuff going on at the time, and now it's kind of making, like, another rise. What do you think about that?
3: I mean, like, in my opinion, it's a lot of, like, I mean, like, it exists, of course, but it's not a super mainstream thing. And people with those opinions are generally, like, kind of bullied, you know, like, it's like, what a loser. you! What's wrong with you? Right. I thought that too,
0: but I was looking at like some numbers and ju- they're nothing definitive, of course, but it's a little crazy like seeing, for example, how many anti vaxxers there are and how many people didn't oh, yeah. get their vaccines. It's it's becoming an almost mainstream idea. And it's the same with uh n- like neo Nazis coming almost mainstream.
3: On the topic of um of the anti-vax, like, yeah. um, I remember, like, my grandma, my mom's side is anti-vax, and I just, like, remember mm. it was, like, one time she brought it up, and I, like, I kind of tried to, you know, poke at it, like, yeah. saying, oh, yeah, that's not really true, and I, but, you know, she kept saying, and I was just like, I, I can't be bothered. God.
0: That's crazy, man. My, I actually, <laughs> yeah. all right, I gotta be careful what I say here. I know somebody who is like that. I don't think they are like that anymore, uh, anti-vax, but. Yeah,
3: but, like. Don't want to hurt their feelings.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I yeah, think all that. their kids uh, eventually got vaccinated. They had to yes, yeah. legally because they moved to a state where it's required, and, and there are no exceptions.
3: Yeah. I'm pretty sure in well, uh, my state, Oregon, um, it's not legally required.
0: Oh, that sucks.
3: Yeah. but
0: w- What do you, you think? Know, Should we, it be legally required? In my state of um, West Virginia, I, th- I think
3: unless, like, there's some sort of legitimate medical reason. Like, I have yes. a friend who, uh, like, is – like, pretty allergic
0: mm-hmm. to
3: that kind of stuff. And, it, and you know, he can't.
0: Like, immunocompromised like, or something like that. that yeah, kind of thing. but, like, his
3: parents, like, whatever vaccines he can get, they try to get it for him.
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's a reasonable thing to avoid yeah. it for that reason. But people who are just, like, but conspiracy if you, theorists...
3: If you <laughs> medically can, then there should be no reason.
0: Right, exactly. Like, in my state it you have to it, unless there's a medical issue in, in West Virginia so nice. this person I was talking about they, they all of their kids got vaccine vaccinated but they did talk poorly about it and have a lot of questions about it for a long time i think they're pretty chill about it now but that's a really scary mindset honestly you know yeah like it's it, it's almost like how do you like it it's entirely based around BS. Like none of it is
3: true. Yeah. And like it's so weird to like like I'm like it's not like I'm gonna say like, you know, like actually make fun of that. I'm gonna make fun of the ideas they have of course, but you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like but uh like I they with people like that, there's always something that leads them down that path and like right. usually it's not based on like something of their own fault. Right. Now, if they still believe in it, that is to an extent their fault if they haven't gone out and tried to find anything else. But
0: It's like I was talking about earlier. What, it, it's like extremism is a gradient. You don't realize it's getting more extreme as yeah. time goes on. You just build a trust relationship with this person, and before you know it, you're just accepting anything that's said about a subject. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, before you know it, you're saying that no, we should destroy all vaccines. You know? Yeah.
0: Which is ridiculous. You know, stuff like that. Like holy yeah. shit, you know? It's scary. Yeah,
3: yeah it's kind of, kind of messed up.
0: But anyway, yeah, appreciate you coming uh, on and talking to me. It's been awesome. And yeah,
3: appreciate being on.
0: Yeah, I'll talk to you next time, okay?
3: Yeah, see you around.
0: Yeah, that is really scary stuff, though. Like the whole vaccine situation. I don't even know what to do about that. I don't know. I feel like it's complicated because. Companies like YouTube and and Facebook and stuff—they're kind of limiting who's allowed to get vaccines. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> they're limiting who's who talks about vaccines and stuff. Oh my god, turning into a conspiracy theorist. Anyways, they're limiting who talks about like who they're they demonetized any anti-vax channels. That's a pretty controversial decision too. Uh, I think it was a fine idea for the most part. Not a big fan that. Uh, demonetization is being weaponized exactly and I'm not a big fan that there's basically zero oversight like anybody can do anything but in that specific case with the anti-vaxxers I think it's a fine thing and I'm I'm not gonna complain about it I'm okay with it in that case but anyways the next person I wanted to talk to was Artistic Armory are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Yep I'm here.
0: How's it going?
1: Can can hear you. I'm doing good, you.
0: I'm not too bad. So, tell me, what religion were you originally? Are you still religious or?
1: Um, I used to be religious. Um, hmm. I used to be a Christian, but now I'm agnostic.
0: Oh, really? Okay. What what version of Christianity were you? Do you remember?
1: Um, I have no idea. Okay. I was just kind of following my cousin's example.
0: Oh, yeah, that happens. So, what was it that yeah. kind of moved you over to uh, "quote unquote" agnosticism? Like what was it that got you there?
1: Um, I guess it was just more of the fact that I couldn't really like, um, find any definitive proof of God existing or not existing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I guess your parents weren't like super crazy about religion or anything?
1: Nah, they were pretty chill. They used to go to church, but they pretty much stopped at this point. Really? Especially my dad. They used to go to church
0: and they don't really anymore, huh?
1: Yeah, especially my dad. He doesn't go anywhere
0: I would love to know what went through their minds to bring them to that point where they're like not doing it anymore and stuff you know yeah but you say your dad doesn't really go anywhere anymore
1: yeah he likes to just hang out downstairs in the basement
0: I hear that I'm kind of the same except it's living room for me
1: (laughs) yeah my dad used to hang out in the living room when I was younger right yeah, I'm so I'm I'm very glad he moved down, and I, I don't like being around him.
0: Really? Why is that? Do you want to ta- tell? You want to say, or do you want to talk about something else?
1: Um, I don't mind talking about it. All um, right, let's hear
0: it. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say a boat? Are you're from Canada, aren't you? No. Oh, damn it. Okay, <laughs> I, just I thought
1: like picking up random okay. accent.
0: <laughs>
1: but um, when I was younger, um, I used to. Cry a lot, and my dad made fun of me for that. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, and he'd mock me for that. He he also yelled a lot, which mm. uh, I imagine like scarred me a lot.
0: Oh, mm. well, that's kind of yeah. disappointing. So, how do you feel about all that stuff now? Like everything that went down with it. Um, not a big fan. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Not a big fan. Um, I'm trying to kind of trying to push that aside because I know he's kind of trying to push himself to be better like Mm -hmm. um he was a real big drinker back Mm -hmm. then but uh he kind of cold turkey a while ago okay Um, that's something i guess right yeah
0: interesting um my dad was also a drinker uh but by the time i was kind of growing up he had pretty much cold turkey too, but there were some times where I, I don't know, I had some, like, weird memories and stuff, so, like, some scary yeah. memories, like PTSD memories and things like that, so I definitely know what you mean about having an alcoholic father, but how old are you now? I'm 19. Okay, well, that's not so bad, then. That means that you're kind of getting to the point where you don't really have to put up with it anymore as much, right? Yeah, definitely. like the stuff that you, I guess... You were how old when all that was going down?
1: Um, I don't remember the age, but I'd have to say around middle school, high school, okay. I guess.
0: Okay. So like between 12 and 15 kind of then probably, right? Yeah. Interesting. So I guess you're not super interested in having like a good relationship with him at this point, huh?
1: Um, I kind of do want to good relationship I've I've always kind of like dreamt of having a good relationship with my dad but uh I don't know I think he's just kind of uh scared me beyond point of uh taking an active approach to wanting to be in a relationship with him
0: right yeah that happens I know I I know that with my dad in my case um I think I was like I don't know, maybe like 22, 23 years old or something. And he just completely screwed me over for like the very last time. I was so completely done with all of the BS that I just stopped talking to him completely. And I really have not talked to the guy in years at this point because he's just screwed me over so badly. Um, So, yeah, I don't know, like... I'm not that worried about having a relationship with him so much as I, I, I kinda wish that I had a a father who was worth having a relationship with. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: That's just me. It, it's kind of a sucky situation, but what can you do? Yeah. I
1: think I, I kind of hmm? don't really blame him for how he is because uh when he was younger he was like I think he was like beaten a little. Mm-hmm. Um Raised in a pretty uh, conservative family, Mm. um, kicked out at 18, joined a gang, Mm. but uh, um, he picked himself up when he became a firefighter and whatnot, then a truck driver, I think, for a while. Mm.
0: That's something. I mean, I know my dad has a similar story, too, like, really, really rough life growing up, you know? Oh, yeah. And... In my eyes, I understand why he is the way he is. I get that. I understand it. But I'm still sitting here left without a dad, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter what reasons there are. I still don't have a father, so
1: Mm.
0: it's kind of a sucky situation. But what can you do?
1: Yeah. If there's one thing that we can at least get along with some, he... Um, we both love rock music.
0: Okay. That's something. Yeah. Do you guys ever, like, listen to it together or anything?
1: Um, actually, when we were younger, I used to sit on his lap and we'd blast, uh, rock music.
0: Like what? Yeah. What kind?
1: Um, I don't remember specifically what kind, but, uh, I know, um... Hotel California was my favorite.
0: Oh, yeah? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. old school. I think that's the Eagles, yeah. right? Is that the Eagles? Yeah. Okay.
1: Eagles, yeah.
0: God, if I got that wrong, somebody's going to be really upset with me. <laughs> so I'm glad I got that right. But that's pretty cool. Uh, what other kind of music do you listen to now?
1: Um, I mostly listen to metal.
0: Yeah, that's I cool. I think,
1: yeah, and heavy and power.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I listen to metal too. Although I, I, I would be willing to bet that our metal is a little bit different. I listen to uh, like Pantera, Megadeth, and Metallica, and uh, bands like that. What do you think? What metal do you listen to?
1: Um, I listen to stuff like Metallica, okay. Sabaton, yeah.
0: Okay, Black Sabbath is another one that I listen to too. I don't know if you listen to them but
1: i haven't listened to much of them but oh, i do God. like uh, some of their music
0: freaking love black sabbath yeah that's interesting so we got a little bit of uh, music in common at least yeah that's cool but anyway yeah it's about that time i appreciate you coming on and talking to me and i'm sure we'll talk again one of these days okay
1: all right thank you for having me
0: yeah thanks for coming on it's been been pretty cool